0: All right, folks. Well, welcome to investing for beginners podcast. This is episode 172. Tonight, Andrew and I are going to answer a great listener question we got all the way from the United Kingdom. So we got a great one from England. Uh, this is from Alex. Hi, Andrew. I'm a big fan of the podcast over here in the UK. I dipped my toe into value investing earlier in the year after reading Warren Buffett's snowball and then proceeding to read the intelligent investor and security analysis by Ben Graham. I then found your podcast. So I guess I've done this thing a bit back to front compared to most of your investors. Uh, One thing I'm struggling with is understanding what I should be getting from reading the annual reports of companies I'm interested in buying. So far, I've read five reports and only invested in one due to some warning flags and other issues that I didn't like in the remaining four. It took me several weeks to read a report because I get bogged down in reading every single word and nuance. I guess my question is, is there an easy way to read the annual reports and is there any specific information I should be focusing on in order to influence my decision of whether or not to buy a company? I should point out that prior to reading the APs, a stock must already meet my strict evaluation metrics. Therefore I don't focus on the numbers in the reports as I've already interrogated these in detail prior to picking up the report. I hope all this makes sense and thanks for all you do. Kind regards Alex. All right, Andrew. What are your thoughts on Alex's great
1: question? Yeah, it's a fantastic question for sure. I think to give some background information for those of you who haven't read those books, you know, when Warren Buffett talks about why he's so successful in investing, he mentions that he reads something like six, five, five or six hours of his day when he's working every day, spent reading and he reads mostly annual reports and he also reads newspapers and you know other company filings like like um quarterly reports and things and transcripts but he mainly focuses on the annual reports and so Alex is is on the right path here in really trying to educate himself about what these businesses are you know what what's the business underneath the stock and how you're going to learn about that as a business owner. And like Buffett says, it's really the way you get there is is by reading an annual report. And you hope that management wrote it in a way that really passes that information down to you so that you can make investments like a business owner who's owning for the long term. So I guess the problem and the disconnect with a lot of investors, a lot of average investors, and particularly with beginners too, is if you pull up an annual report, you're looking at something that can be a hundred to 150 pages. And so, I think if you're first starting out, I would definitely not recommend trying trying to read it in entirety whatsoever. I know, you know, I I came into investing without a background in finance. I actually had an engineering background, and that's what I went to school for. And so for me getting exposure to the annual report was first through the numbers and then I kind of branched out and grew my circle of competence as time went on. And so when it comes to a beginner who's starting out, you know, I think it's very important to to know definitely you want to know what what the business is that, that you're wanting to invest in if you're going to be picking these stocks and you know the annual part Annual reports a great place to start. At the same time, I don't think somebody needs to become as studied as a corporate lawyer um, and and learn every minute detail inside the annual report. Neither to, in order to also figure out what the business is about. Because I think, in my mind, you know, when you look at an annual report, what you want to get out of it is what does the business do? How does the business make money? how do they intend to make money in the future and whether, what have they been doing lately to try to make more money in the future? I think that's really what it boils down to. And Dave, I'm, I'm curious your thoughts, maybe before we talk about annual reports in general, just how would you, let's say you're somebody who's just starting out in investing, right? How would you even approach the idea of an annual report? And then two, maybe somebody more further along and maybe more, on the path like Alex is, you know, what kind of a recommendation would you make in dipping your toe into the annual report? Because I think it's, it's a process. I don't think it's a, it's a one-time thing.
0: No, it's definitely not a one-time thing. It's, it's definitely a process. And I, I, I can't speak for you, but I know that I personally feel like I still am going through the process and learning the best way to work through these reports. I I don't want to kid anybody and say that this, these are easy reports to read, they are not always easy to read. Some are far more complicated than others. But I think a great place to, I guess, start if you're a beginner is to, for me, is to look at what the business does. At the beginning of every annual report, they'll have a section that says just business. It's usually, I think, section one. And in that section, most companies will outline, some in more detail than others, exactly what it is the business does to make money. And I think that's probably the best place to start because a lot of times we think we may know how a company makes money. For example, Disney. I think everybody thinks they know exactly how they make money, but maybe we don't know all the details that are involved in how Disney actually makes money. So I I, I think for me, I know that's always the first place I go, uh, especially if I'm trying to maybe broaden my horizons and learn a little bit more about an industry that I'm not as familiar with, I will go first to that part of the, of the report and try to read and learn what it is the company does. And if I can understand that, then I feel like that I can kind of continue down the path of looking at different sections of the annual report. And I think... That for me is probably the easiest and, and best way to, to start with those. I know that there has been times where I've read through annual reports and I didn't understand what the business did. Uh, it was too complicated for me. And I know that as I started to work through the rest of the report, it just, it just didn't make sense. It was a bunch of gobbledygook. And, uh, it was, I should have put it in the too hard pile and, and moved on, but I didn't. I tried to grind through it and it was, uh, it set me back for a while, uh, to, really diving into the annual reports because I, I've thought honestly that if they're all this hard, wow, what am I doing here? But uh, I, I kept at it and I found out ones that I understood right away and that helped make it a lot easier. Uh, picking companies that you feel like you have a, a pretty good grasp on as far as what the business does like a Starbucks or a McDonald's or a Microsoft or an Apple having at least some Basic foundation of what you think you know the company does. And looking through, starting to look through that those types of sections, I think is a great way to kind of dip your toe into the water. If you pick up something super complicated like a bank or an insurance company from the outset, I think it's going to be tough slog uh, because those can be really complicated. There's lots of jargon and there's lots of nuances, as Alex said, that you have to kind of understand. And I think those I would probably try to steer away from. Uh, I also want to give uh, Alex a little kudos. For reading through those three books that he mentioned, those are those are not easy light reading books uh, for beginners, and uh, that's that's very impressive for him to have been able to work through those, especially security analysis. Uh, that's a nine hundred page textbook, and that's not an easy read. So, kudos to him for getting through that. So, I think for me, for beginners, I think that's kind of where I would start. What are your thoughts?
1: I agree. Yeah, um, I was going to actually recommend. I think if anybody's interested in reading an annual report, I would pick up Apple's. That's one that I read uh recently, and it's just very easy to read because they're very straightforward and they're not very wordy or articulate. No, articulate's not the right word. They're, they're just not. You know, they don't go on and on and on about it. Very concise, and everybody kind of knows what what they do. You know, they have the iPhone. They've got the Apple Watch and you know a bunch of other things and, and you can kind of see the breakdown and it's it's presented very it, it's presented very uh, I don't know, I can't talk today, I guess. Concisely <laughs> concise consi- it's it's very presented very easily um, to, to to pull up and, and to be able to understand what's going on. What's the best way to get started in the market? Download Andrew's ebook for free at stockmarketpdf.com.
0: Yeah, another another great one that I read through recently was Walmart. Uh, I think that one's a fairly simple one to start with as well, and it gives you a brief overview of the business, and I think most people understand what it is that Walmart does to to make money. And it's not super complicated. They don't have lots of segments and lots of different divisions, and uh, it's pretty straightforward uh, type of of report to read through. And I think that's a a great place to start. Now, if that's if you're feeling comfortable with that, I think then branching into working through different sections of the company. And I find, for me, a thing that works really good is to have some questions in mind that I want to have answered by reading through this report. Uh, Among those are things, they don't have to be super complicated. They could be, how does the company make money? Is the company making money? Are they growing their revenues? Do they have plans to grow and how are they going to grow? Uh, another question, what kind of risks are involved in the company? Uh, there are different sections in the annual reports that they'll lay some of that information out. Uh, what kind of debt does the company have? That may be getting a little more technical, but even just looking at those few questions that I mentioned, another great one to look at is investigating a little bit about the management. How long have the managers been in, in place? how long have they been in their position particularly and how long have they been with the company? So having some of those questions and and I find that uh, at first I used to write those down. I had them, I had them type up in a little spreadsheet and I would kind of go through the list and try to just search through the 10 Ks to find that information first before I kind of proceeded. Uh, and the reason why you want to do some of those things is because it helps give you a foundation of really what's going on with the company you want to know that the business is doing well, that they're making money, and they've been growing their the revenues or their profits over a period of time, because each each ten k will cover more than just the current annual year. It'll generally cover uh, up to three years on the income statement and two years on the balance sheets, for example. And so, and some will break it down to give you even longer period snapshots. Not all of them do, but some will, and. So those are great places to kind of get some, a good overview of what's going on with the company. The reason why I want to look at the management is because if you have a great company and you have a CEO that's been with a company, he's kind of like the head coach of the company. And if he's been there for 10, 15 years, chances are he's going to be there longer. Uh, depending on his age, uh, he's probably going to be there longer and you want to see if that's the case or if you want to see if there's been a recent change in the management. And sometimes that's not a bad thing, but sometimes it's not a great thing. So it just, it really depends, but having that information can help you make your decision farther down the road. So I think looking through some of those points helps me kind of focus what I'm trying to read instead of it, uh, Trying to read it like a book, and I'll admit, when I first started trying to read through these, I tried to read them like a book. I love reading books; it's been a passion of mine since I was a little kid. And I tried to read these like books, and that could be hard. <laughs> and so, I think for me, having questions to answer helps me focus my attention and focus what I'm trying to take out of of the annual reports, as opposed to just reading it from page one to page 182, because that can be a slog. So, I guess. What are your thoughts on that?
1: That's super interesting. You know, I guess we've never talked about it between the two of us, but I did something similar without even realizing I was doing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, because I, I, I would I so my thing is I for whatever reason I'm on this paper and pen kick. So I, I have, you know, my little lawyer folders filled with notes of annual reports. And I'll take notes because I I feel like if I just read it. And then I put it down in five minutes. I'm going to forget everything I just read. Um, But if I make notes on the things that I think are important, then for whatever reason that registers in my head. And so a lot of the things I was taking notes on when I got really serious into this was the CEO, you know, how old is he? How long has he been there or she, and um, you know, other things like, all right, if they have three, take Apple, for example, if they have, uh, an iPhone segment. If they have a um, like a services segment, and they also have, let's say, a wearable segment, they might have one or two others. But take those as an example. When it comes to financial
0: advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to Nerd Wallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Savings accounts and more today at nerdwallet.com. Nerd Wallet, finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Budgeting was always a challenge for me. I struggled to find the best way to keep track of all of my money. Not to mention all the time tracking down receipts, cataloging expenses, and trying to figure out what went wrong with my air quote system until Monarch Money. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's a top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com beginners. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y.com beginners for your extended 30-day free trial. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best, it's possible pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line it's possible complex specialty care that cares about your roi it's possible because we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions that's wonder made possible learn more at evernorth.com wonder
1: what what you would want to know is is how much do they have for total sales and then how much is coming from the iphone and how much is coming from services so you know if if I remember that because I read it recently, their iPhone was something like 55% of sales. So I knew if if I was going to seriously consider buying Apple, figuring out what not with the iPhone was going to have to be a huge priority for me because this is making up a huge portion of their revenues. If it was something like 80 or 90%, then maybe I wouldn't even look at the other parts of the business because they're so small compared to everything else. And so I think... You, there can be so many details embedded in there, and so you have to Mm -hmm. you have to make some intentional, not shortcuts, but intentional decision making on what what you're going to separate between what's important and what you're going to focus on, because you know we all have a limited amount numbers of hours in the day, we all have a limited bandwidth, and we all have limited even you know, attention spans. So I, I know that once I get around one and a half or to two hours, I'm going to start losing my attention span. And so, you know, I'm not expecting to to necessarily try to grind through that. You know what I mean? Um, and so, you know, maybe, maybe trying to figure that out, trying to figure out what's the leadership, what's the big picture, and then some other things that, that you're wanting to focus on, depending on the company, and as you move along having those things that are that you're consistently looking out for i think helps you to skim through and identify those important parts where hey i'm going to tune in here and i'm going to tune in there and eventually when you get good enough i i i i've i've gotten to a point where i'm pretty confident that i can know when to skim and when not to skim based on how it's applicable to what company i'm looking at And what parts of the company I know I'm going to focus on. So another example of that would be, um, take like Intel as an example. I would want to find out what's going on with their manufacturing and their supply chain. So if I'm reading through the things that they are saying that are big risk factors for them, then I'm going to want to know about distribution, supply chain, manufacturing. I I want to know about all of that. And so a lot of companies will have a lot of the same jargon for for certain sections you know everybody every company has a risk of struggling during a recession or every company has a risk of litigation you know that that's all like really boring stuff that you can usually skim over but sometimes embedded in that that stuff that's really boring to skim over are important gems if they relate to a part of a business that is very critical for that business and so that's kind of the big picture idea that I would try to have when it comes to attacking these things. And it really is an attack. Like you you have to really be proactive and, and it's, it's not an easy exercise. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how I would try to explain to myself five years ago to do what I'm doing now. It's, it's, it's a bit intense. I don't know.
0: It is a bit intense. And I love the idea of, of taking the pen to, to paper. I, I know that I've been reading several uh, blogs and articles about learning and what's the best way to learn. And hands down, to a person, they all say that that is one of the best ways for people, for us, to retain things. And that's a that's a brilliant insight on your part to do that. Uh, that's something that actually I'm going to try to start to do as well. I I, I have been using uh, my Adobe feature on my computer and saving the pdfs and then marking them up that way but i find that i don't always retain everything so i think that's that's a great idea and i also want to i think mention that alex was talking about uh he's read five reports and it it took him a couple weeks i think that's a great pace uh this is not a race and if you read one a week that's 52 in a year that's a lot, and. you'll get a long long ways if you can read through that many in a year so don't uh don't get down on yourself and think that you're it's taking too long uh they're not intended to be quick easy reads i will also say this the as andrew mentioned you will you will find the more that you do this like anything else that your knowledge will compound and by that i mean that you will learn the different places that you can pick and choose where you want to really focus and read every single word because it's containing information you think is pertinent to a decision that you need to make. Whereas there are going to be other sections where they may not be as relevant to what you're trying to determine at that particular point. And there's also nothing wrong with skipping around from different sections of the report and reading through the management discussion and getting a really good idea of that and then maybe reading through the notes and then looking at the actual financial information. Uh, I find that I tend to stay away from the main financial documents until I've read through what management thinks about what's going on with the company as well as some of the risks and and other information that are entailed with that because I don't want to jump to conclusions by reading through the income statement or the balance sheet because sometimes that can jade my viewpoint of what is going on with the company. And the other thing I wanted to mention too is as you read through more of annual reports, quarterly reports, any of these kinds of financial documents, once you know what the business does, you don't really need to read through every single word of what Walmart does or what Apple does because you already know what they do. Unless there's been some change that you need to pay attention to, by and large, that's not going to change. And so that section will be similar on the quarterly report as it will on the annual report, which means that that's a section you don't need to focus all your attention on. And so there's there are some, not shortcuts, that's not the right word for it, but there are some Changes that changes. There are some times where you can move around different sections and not focus all your attention on some of it. Uh, some of the the risk sections, for example, will contain what I like to call boilerplate uh, language, which is basically legalese for, as Andrew was saying, every single company is facing uh, a downturn in, in an economic recession. Every single company could struggle if there's a terrorist attack. I mean, these are all things that we all know. If there's a hurricane, it could affect the business. Yes, we know that. They have to put that in there because it's a legal document. But do you need to read through every single part of that? Not necessarily. So there are going to be times as you work through these that you'll find different nuggets of things that will pertain to what you want to learn about the company and there'll be other parts of the set of the annual report that just won't really pertain to what it is you need to know
1: perfect perfect example that would be like if you have a insurance company who writes hurricane insurance as a big part of their revenues then you would want to read that part extra carefully whereas if i'm looking at apple and they mention hurricanes i'm probably not going to read it yeah, exactly. No, that's that's a perfect illustration. Perfect illustration. So
0: yeah, I, I think uh I think Alex is definitely on the right track and I think some of these suggestions that we're we're talking about are are great ways to, to go about reading these things. And again, I love Andrew's idea of of making notes and writing things down. If you can print the, the documents out, that's even better because then you can mark them up your own. Your own. You can use highlighters, write notes in the margins. However, it works. But I think the biggest thing is just trying to find a, a groove and a routine that works best for you, and and kind of working with that. But I, I have found for me having questions to answer uh, helps me work through the report, and then once I do that, then I can kind of pick and choose where I want to focus my attention on.
1: Yeah, I love that. I, I I like everything you said. Those are all really great suggestions, and I hope it didn't, you know, blow over with people who are interested in this because it's a lot of experience, a lot of nuggets you can gain from from everything you said. One last thing, I will impart, if I can. Buffett also made the recommendation that he says that he doesn't spend one second on an annual report that he's on the company he's not interested in. So. You know, If you're not interested in the company, if you feel that reading this thing doesn't help you understand the competition of a company you're considering or a company you own or the company that you're thinking of, then don't waste your time. There's too many companies that nobody can keep up with every single one, so don't try to. Yeah, that's a great nugget. I would wholeheartedly agree with that. I know that
0: I probably won't waste a single second reading a Tesla report.
1: (laughs) Never say never.
0: Yeah, true. Never say never.
1: They're taking over the world. Yeah, (laughs) they are.
0: All right, folks. Well, that is going to wrap up our discussion for today. Uh, I wanted to thank Alex for taking the time to write us that fantastic question. And again, kudos to Alex for the great question as well as all the great reading and you're definitely on the right path. So keep it up. Uh, thanks again for sending us that fantastic question and we hope we answered it to your satisfaction. So without any further ado, I'm going to go ahead and sign us off. You guys go out there and invest with a margin of safety. Emphasis on the safety. Have a great week and we'll talk to you all next week.